Sometimes it's not what you drink, but where you drink it. Sometimes the bar has to fit the mood. Celebrating something at a four-star restaurant with a well-groomed bar stocked with an excellent assortment of top-shelf whiskeys. So many, in fact, you're almost giddy trying to decide you're at the right bar. But that's not the bar to be in if you want to gaze into the depths of your own soul or spout something drunkosophical that someone else present might actually take to heart and make sense of. It's not the place for a spirited conversation with a stranger about something so inane, but at that moment so very, very important as you passionately try to make your point. It's not the place for an old joke you've heard a thousand times, but you politely listen to the sot at the bar telling it because it's one of the few things he can remember. No, my friends, that bar is a dive bar. And the topic of conversation for this edition of Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. I'm your host, Dino Tripotis, and our guest bottle tonight is Four Roses, the yellow label that we'll share a little info and background and history about and why I chose it with sentiment this evening, along with my two guests, Michael Laura and Larry Powell, Michael Lawyer of the DBAA, the Dive Bar Association of America, and Larry Powell of the LKTA, the Little Known Tavern Association. I gave you guys fake titles to make you sound more important so people didn't think I just grabbed a couple of bums off some stools at a bar for tonight's podcast. So oh, thanks for having us. Enjoy, enjoy your enjoy your titles, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, these two guys, along with myself, have navigated through. Quite a few dive bars over one, our... One, two. Two? Uh, one uh, or two. I could count them on 20 hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over, the, over the years. Gentlemen, welcome to Whiskey Business. I'm excited to have you. When I was thinking about doing this segment... Also, by the way, we'll hear from uh, uh, from Spike TV's Bar Rescue, John Tafford. He'll be joining us because I didn't, you know, you don't think you, you two can carry this whole podcast without me popping in a little celebrity. Bar uh, Rescue. Yeah. Come. <laughs> bar Rescue. It's a very popular show. When I thought about doing a, a podcast about dive bars, I thought, well, do I go out and, and find the owner of said dive bar? Oh, no. No, no, no. Because what makes a dive bar, uh, what gives it part of its charm, are its patrons. That's exactly right. An owner has to be there. Yes. We choose to. Yes, exactly. And we have, as I said, collectively been in a lot of dive bars. Sometimes we actually prefer the dive bars. So sometimes <laughs> a lot of the times we prefer <laughs> the dive bars to start things off this evening. What makes a good dive bar? Mikey lawyer. Well, I look for a couple of, of, of things that, you know, prick up my ears right away. Uh, uh, something old school from advertising way back when, let's say, a you know, an inflatable Spuds McKenzie. That's been a, there from the get-go. Yes, you know, just covered in dust, and or a Bartles and James, or a you know a taste great less filling sign, something along mm-hmm. those lines. Like all the shit I have in my house. Yeah, lots of dark wood. <laughs> I like pleather. Pleather's pleather, fun, very fun. Preferably a female bartender older than myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is a dead giveaway. Odd things on the wall uh, could be dollar bills. Could be the original dollar bill. Could be. From any 
number of things really. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I what I what, what I really like about a dive bar that tells me I'm home, if you will, is uh, the pony glass. You know, the little speed pour glasses mm-hmm. yeah. you get your beer in. Takes yeah, that, two that, or three to finish one beer. That's huge. What do you think, Larry? I would say that um, something about the dive bar. There's certain you know physical cues you look for, but a lot of it. I'd say is intangible. You just know it when you're in one. You just it's certain it has, certain bars have certain feels to them. Like you, you're in there, you're just like this feels right. Now you're not talking about the odor, are you? Well, but, however, however, that's part of it. But yes, the essence. Let's call it the essence of the bar. Sometimes it's, it's that it's that you don't know if somebody just threw up or if that's just years of sweat and booze ingrained into the wood mm-hmm. that you just can't get out well, and smoke. And smoke from the old yeah. days. From the old days, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll use a word that he just used. You, you feel like you've you've come home. Maybe it's the first time you've been in this home, but you feel there's a sense of comfort when you walk into a dive bar. We broadcast from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. The the short north in Columbus, Ohio, which used to be just dive bar after dive bar forever, oh, yeah. is now trendy. And and fancy and has all these great uh, uh, eclectic um, theme bars and and nice bars that, that I talk that I talked about at the top. You know where you can go in and get all your top shelf whiskeys. And nestled in there still is the occasional dive bar. I'm talking about Mike's. Sure. Yeah. And the Short North Tavern. And the Short North Tavern. You go into Mike's and all of a sudden you're like ah. Oh. Yeah. Away from all that, not that there's anything wrong with those bars, but there's something about Mike's, and you go in, and the beer is really, really cold, and it's in a can, and it's in mm. a can, and the and and the 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 cost is not exorbitant. You, it's ca- you cash buy, only. You buy, yeah, it's cash, cash only. only. That is one way of putting mm. it. You, mm. you know, I uh, you know, I want to get him around, get everybody at the bar around, and there's like seven people, and then she says it'll be. Twelve dollars. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I said everybody. That is everybody. <laughs> you know, that there's something about that that's that's just wonderful. Well, and you're and not going to see a ton of tap handles with you know douchey McDouche. You know, right. douchey McDouche. Who makes that? Place. Who makes douchey? Uh, that's my cousin. It's my cousin. <laughs> good guy. Good guy. My cousin. That's but you know, there's no ten dollar cocktails. There's not fifty tap handles. There's not the the trendiest local brew pub. Not that there's anything wrong with good no, beer. No, nothing Don't wrong get with me that. Wrong, but I want a whiskey and a can of beer. I got a chance to speak with John Tafford from Bar Rescue on the Spike Channel and asked him what he thought a good dive bar should consist of. Oh, dive bars are the best. I mean, dive bars tend to be woody and a little dark and really cozy and great neighborhood bars. But that doesn't mean they're dirty or have holes in the walls or sleazy. Great dive bars are just really cozy, you know, warm, kind of place you hang for a while. What's your favorite drink? You know, I, I, I have one staple for many, many years I keep going back to, even though I play things with things along the way. A Godfather uh, has been my go-to drink for many, many years. And a Godfather is about an ounce and a half of scotch. Mm-hmm. I prefer Johnny Walker Blue. And, and a half ounce of Amaretto floated on top. I'm familiar with the Godfather. And the Johnny Walker Blue, you don't mess around. That's, the, that's about as top shelf as you can get with Johnny. Okay, so he likes uh, the Godfather, the Scotch, and the Amaretto. We're not drinking Scotch tonight, boys. We're drinking the Four Roses bourbon, the yellow label. I want you to take note. It says Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, but that was not always the case. Um, It was founded back in 1888, and back then it was a straight bourbon whiskey. 
Rufus Matthewson Rose. They say that the uh, that the Four Roses name came from him, his brother, and their two sons. There's some people that dispute that, but it was bought by Seagram's in 1943. Four Roses straight bourbon whiskey was the best-selling whiskey in the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. I picked it for sentimental reasons because that's what my grandfather, my papu, who worked in the steel mills in Steubenville, Ohio, used to drink. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Seagram's <laughs> bought it, and then at the, in the end of the 50s, they stopped making straight bourbon whiskey to focus on blended whiskeys. Heathens. Yeah. Heathens. Yeah. And they sent the Four Roses straight bourbon whiskey to be sold only in Europe and uh, actually in, in Japan, where at that particular time, the bourbon was exploding and, and very popular. It went on to be the best-selling whiskey in Europe. But back here, we got the Four Roses label, but we got now the blended whiskey, which was made with neutral grains. And what people started to refer to, it, it fell off the top shelf mm-hmm. and went down into what they call the rot gut labels mm. of whiskeys on the mm. bottom. Yeah. Now, my grandfather still drank it because he was brand loyal. So he drank it when it was still the Rotgut stuff. Okay, I'm making I'm making a big long story. I'll try to make it a little bit shorter. Um, eventually, Seagram's sold it again, and I can't remember the company that bought it, but they sold the four Ra- the Four Roses brand to the Japanese, and we, so we can thank the Japanese Kirin, the Kirin Brewing Company, for returning Four Roses back to its original state. Are they still the owners? Now? Yes, they are the current uh-huh. owners as we speak. And they turned it back into Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So thank you, Japan. Thank you, Japan. For thank bringing Japan. Four Roses back to its original state. Now, uh, just real quick, as far as the uh, Mikey, I know that that that, uh, that wine is one of the big things that you do. That's that's what you sell and. It is my vocation. Yes, but so you have a nose. Do you do you pick up a nose on the Four Roses at all? Well, now that it's been sitting on a really large ice cube for quite some time. I can freshen that up, not brother. Really. It's not an no. issue. Oh, could you? Yeah. I'm sure it, it would work a lot um, better. And uh, we're pouring a little extra to, for for a, a friend who came in with you guys. So tell us who your friend is, Mikey. Uh, this is David Eisel. He's an old friend. We uh, we The three of us, actually, Larry, David, and I, all tended bar together. Uh, Thank you. Gosh, it must have been, what, 15, 20 years ago? See, you need to text me because I live close. I could have brought a second bottle because we're going to run out. I didn't know. He just kind of showed up at the dive bar we were at before Ah, we came here. Before this conversation is all said and done. This is very improv. Bring the microphone over to him for a second. (laughs) Because these are the type of conversations that end up happening in dive bars. What now? Which is a a good good opportunity for um, meeting friends at a dive bar. Yeah, I um, lost a job today. I'm sorry. It's okay. I only found it about four weeks ago. So, okay. Yeah, it's it's all good. Um, but uh, yeah, I was told that uh, maybe it might be better for me to sleep on Larry's couch. So we met at Spuds, and now you're here, and now I'm here, bearing your soul on whiskey business. Doesn't hurt my my feelings. No, no, it doesn't hurt my, my feelings. My, my, no, I think it's great. Yeah, my my, my soul I mean, no, is all. Let me, for, let me just for, say, for I, I don't think what's happening to you is great. I think the fact that. Once again, a dive bar. Why you guys do you go to were, a dive bar? You guys exactly. were at a dive bar, and you found somebody that, that needed someone else to commiserate with. Sometimes well, that... I needed unconditional love, care, and compassion. And where did I find that? With these guys? At a dive bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. At, a di- <laughs> at, a, at a dive bar, I was going to say. But um, 
yeah, the the uh, the nose should pick up a little gentle uh, spice and honey. The palate might have a little hint of apple. There is definitely a little spice on there, and mm-hmm. what I what I really like is there's not a bunch of caramel. No, uh, there is not. Nope, and the finish is soft and smooth. This could be my everyday whiskey. Oh, I always told you. I told you before this was all said and you're done. Not I'd get supposed you an everyday whiskey. To, uh, you're not supposed to admit to having an everyday whiskey. If I were to ever have one in my life. <laughs> no, your everyday whiskey should come in a plastic traveler bottle, so when you <laughs> drop it in the shower, it doesn't shatter. I was going to say, I was just uh, I was glad that uh, in honor of the... Uh, we're, we're for the dive bar theme today, I'm glad that today's whiskey was not uh, old Overholt or something oh, like I, that. Oh, I or, thought about going fine with rye, something. <laughs> I thought tongue. about going something, but I picked the Four Roses because, like I said, that's what my grandfather drank. That would, you know, I'm he, a huge fan. He would, he would, he would work in the mills, and then he'd go to the spot bar in mm. Steubenville, Ohio. Oh, yes, after his shift, and he would get his Four Roses and his coffee. And sometimes the four roses would go in the coffee, and sometimes it was just the four roses, a shot with the coffee on the side. Mm-hmm. But he—that was his drink. It was the four roses, and um, and he, in you know, talk about a drinker. He he could he could down the stuff like water. Where does this particular uh, label fall? This isn't the entry level basic four roses. This is something. Um, this is this is pretty pretty well now. I mean. It's it's kind of entry level to Four Roses. It's Larry and I ran into each other over the holidays. I didn't know what was at the bottom of the label, and uh, was some and, sort of and, and we both picked up this bottle. Yes, uh, to take to take with us because we were looking for a good, solid, not overly expensive bourbon. This I think it was what, about thirty five bucks, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just some so- just some good solid holiday cheer. Yeah. to bring to a party. You know, I'm a big fan <laughs> of any bourbon that's under fifty bucks. And there's a lot of great bourbons under fifty dollars. There's a lot. Four Roses bourbon now. If you go to my house, you'll get the you'll see the four roses, a single barrel and the small batch. Single barrel, and, yeah. And they go up and up and up, and those are awesome. They don't go over fifty. Do they have though. a cash? Oh yes, strength? some of those do. Yes, they have a cash strength, and I have it at home. But it's good stuff. Great it's deal. Good yeah. stuff. So, They're all good deals, actually. So, so for Papu, yeah. For Papu. For Papu. For Papu. Papu. Nick. Papu. Nick. Yeah. Nick. Nick Vagajas. Yeah, he was uh, when he worked in the mill. It was like he could do whatever he wanted to do. When he retired from the mill, all of a sudden the the tyrant that was my grandmother started to watch his <laughs> drinking. And when I was growing up in Steubenville, Ohio, uh, we would walk downtown and we'd go to George's Coffee Shop and he'd give me a couple bucks at George's Coffee Shop and he'd say, come back in a couple of hours, meet me back here at the coffee shop. You know, he'd have his coffee. And I'd go to the Five and Dimes down in Steubenville uh, and, and I'd come back to George's Coffee Shop in a couple hours and Papu would just be a... His eyes would be a little bit red and whatnot, and, and you could smell. I, I mean, I, I, I love that smell of coffee and whiskey. It was on his breath. I mean, those are one of my memories. Mm-hmm. And then we would walk back home, and he had a cane, and he would point to the cracks in the sidewalk, and he'd say, boy, get that for me, get that for me. And I'd pick it up, and it was mint that was growing in the cracks of the sidewalk, you know, just wild mint. And he would take the mint, and I'd give it to him, and he would rub it on his mouth, and he would eat it and chew it, and that would that would that would cover up the smell of the liquor, you know. Didn't wow! Do, it didn't do shit. Yeah, it didn't do shit for cool his eyes. And disgusting yeah. at the same time. Whatsoever, because as soon as you go home, my grandma would look at his eyes, and then you know all hell would break loose, mm. and they would go at it like they did each and every day that I remember living with them. But he was like Mr. Cocky when when uh, when my grandmother wasn't there. You know, she'd go to the grocery store, and the first thing Pop would want to do, you know, is have a drink. And he said, boy, go give me some whiskey. And I'd say, Pop, you know, 
I can't. Yaya said, I'm not supposed to let you drink. Hey, goddammit, I'm the boss in this house. If I say you get me whiskey, you get me whiskey. Go get me whiskey. So I'd go. I knew where it was, and I'd get him the whiskey, and he does a couple of shots. You know, and I put it back. I go, put it back, put it back. And my grandmother come back from the store, and she would just walk in real casual-like, go to the kitchen. I hear, you know, Kostaki. It was my name in Greek. Come here. And, you know, I go in there. I go, yeah, what's up, yeah? She goes, when I go to the grocery store. <laughs> Your grandfather, he drink? And I'm thinking, I got to stand up for the old man, right? You know, I got to represent. Took one look at my grandmother and said, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Because she was far worse to deal with than my grandfather. She goes to the front porch, and all you hear is the most pitiful cry from the front porch. The boy lied! The boy lied! You the boss! You the boss! The boy lied! But you know, man, you the boss. That's awesome. God bless him. That's fantastic. God bless him. Four roses. Ah. My last birthday that I had, I turned, uh, it was my real birthday, because I was born on leap year. Yes, leap year. That's right, you are a leap baby. Four years. years I get a I get a real birthday once every four years, and so last year was an even year, and was a I had a real birth a real birthday, and so I decided on the day it was like it was a weekday, and so I took the day off of work, and I decided I don't want to do anything, but I just want to hit all of the dive bars as many as left. I can hit. We talk about uh, dive bars. One of the best things about a dive bar is the jukebox, and mm-hmm. the digital jukeboxes are a sin. And I hate him. I I can't stand uh, well, the fact. Thank that you it, for knocking off one of my questions because I was going to mention the jukebox and if the digital jukebox in a dive bar was apropos or or as you said a sin. It is a sin. It is a sin. Uh, if I don't, I should not have to pay five dollars to hear seven songs. That's inherently wrong. You I get be, seven. Yeah, yeah, kids. Maybe on a two for one day or it's something like days. that. But hmm. hey, that's what makes you know, you know. I guarantee you. Uh, do you feel like we do? And uh, um, I don't need no doctor by humble pie. Play, play, play has doubled because people feel they need to get their money's worth out of their plays and something that lasts fourteen minutes on the jukebox. But I digress. But Trampled underfoot. There needs there uh, any good dive bar has a great jukebox in it, and now that may be a CD jukebox. That's fine. The one at the beer. God stoop. bless uh, Quinn Fallon at Little Rock. For yes, that. yes, indeed. Um, if you pump in five dollars, twenty eight songs at the beer stoop is not unheard of, and it makes you select songs. That you don't. Sorry, internet. You know, pick pick from what you got here. You know, it's good rock and roll. You just got to look for it, and. Uh, you know, Beer Stube has got that in in spades. They've got all kinds yep. of good stuff on there. Do you remember the jukeboxes at the Blue Danube? Do you go that far back where they had the individual individual uh, selection jukeboxes right there at the table that were connected to the jukebox? I know. You know what? You, you I don't, don't go that, go that far, far back. back. I no. go that far back. Mm. They yes. were right there at the table. They could you could a little carousel. You could pick. Oh yeah, there was a little carousel at the table where you could flip through. Is this where we can start telling Dino stories with Danny? No, uh, no? <laughs> can't go there. Sure. <laughs> you know what? Hey, you can tell hey, whatever I wasn't you want. There, I'm not going to tell the story. No, stories. you can tell the story. I used to take my Absolutely daughter not. when I was divorced. No. When I was divorced, I, and when I was divorced and had my daughter every other weekend, I was a I was a comedian on the road, and I'd be home that particular weekend, and I would have my daughter and my comedian friends would meet at the Blue Danube. And I would take my daughter with me, and she got some of her best sleep 
<laughs> and a booth at the Blue Danube till one o'clock, two and o'clock in the for morning. For what it's worth, she is proud as peach about that. Those oh, stories yeah, to she, this day. She now she is. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, as 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 a young child, I don't know who knows what the damage might have been. As a bartender herself, these days. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she used to come and, and hang at the Dube, and you know, I was a good dad. So what? The, I'm curious on your birthday journey. What what was the last dive bar you wound up at? How far did you get? Well, there were still a couple more. I know, the, but where'd you list. wind up at? Let's cut to the chase. O'Reilly's. Your house. Oh, no. my <laughs> house. Yeah, that's exactly correct. The ultimate dive bar, ladies <laughs> we, and gentlemen. We did if you recall. Your house. That's right. That's, that's right. I did remember that. That's right. My bar is the ultimate dive bar. Everybody is welcome in my house. Busted t- out the pappy, if I, I did. Correctly. It was for you. You are absolutely correct, That's sir. Right. I did the uh, twelve. The twelve. Pappy the twelve. 12 yeah. I, the twelve was my favorite as far as the pappy. And more. I think we had Willet that night. Too, uh, oh yeah. I, yeah. I, whatever Larry wanted that night, he mm. was he was uh, he was welcome to have. Now you don't smoke, and and I know Mikey's trying to quit. He did. He did. He did. You did used to smoke. Yep. I didn't know that. I was before ago. I knew you. No, you can't smoke in here. <laughs> uh, Dino's tried uh, that. I, I've tried it. Trust me, it doesn't work. No, not even that, technically. Um, but uh, I know Mikey's trying to quit, and I, I've not quit, but that's probably the thing I miss the most. Whenever I go out of state, shall we say Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, or and, Vegas. Yeah, or Vegas, and, and I walk into a dive bar. Mm. Where I can not only drink but smoke, mm-hmm. I am complete. Doesn't that feel weird though? Now it's no, been so long. It it, well, it, it so does long. it does for a second. You you feel like you're doing something wrong for a minute, right? And then as soon as you get that first full drag and exhale, and no one has said a word to you, you're like. Oh, I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, back these guys can can attest to this. One of the you know, one of the rules of bartending back in the old days was was the ashtray rule. You mm-hmm. know, you always made sure there were never more than two butts in an ashtray. Right. Because it made people feel like they had been there too long. Mm-hmm. So you immediately dump that thing. That's true. And make and they see an empty ashtray. So that in front was the them, reason. That was oh, the logic between can, em- between yeah, emptying absolutely. it. Absolutely. So it they didn't feel like they've been more that likely long? to order mm-hmm. another drink and stay. But a see, while. I, I disagree with that. There are times, and this leads up to one of my questions uh, that I actually wanted to get to. <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> you know, there there are times where I want to know how long I've been there. There are times where I know I'm gonna be there for a long time, and maybe I want to see all those cigarettes mounting up in the ashtray as I reflect upon. Uh, whatever reason I got there. So my question to you, individually, not as a group, what was the saddest time and the saddest reason you ever had for drinking alone in a dive bar? Wow, that's a big question. I know, it's a big question. Yeah, that's a big one. If you don't um, have an answer yet, I'll go to Larry, because I think he's got a Rolodex ready to go. I think we should go. probably... <laughs> <laughs> we should. I was actually pretty upset when my uncle died, even though, you know, living as far away as he did... Um, I didn't see him that frequently, but when I got that news, I, I, I was in a dive bar and, and, uh, I, I was, I was pretty devastated. Now, having said that, a good friend of ours passed away and we got together, mm-hmm. but we were again at your house for that yep. one. That was probably the worst, but I wasn't technically at a dive bar unless mm, we want to- Technically you were. Unless we want to call your house- You were in my house. My house is a dive bar. Now, that was one of the worst days. If my house terrible. had a liquor license, it would be a dive bar.
I'm not even going to throw girlfriends and broken hearts and stuff. Why not? That, that, well, that nonsense doesn't count. Does it count? Why no. doesn't it count? God, no. Why doesn't it count? Why because doesn't... That, without that, we don't have art. Why doesn't, why doesn't a broken heart, you sitting alone, I know it sounds very cinematic, but why doesn't that count? You sitting alone... In a dive bar I'm gonna with break a broken into one heart, for my baby. Yeah, and you put on Sinatra on the jukebox, and you embrace that shit. What's wrong with that? Oh, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm not going to put it in my top two or three. Oh, it's in my top two or three. <laughs> yeah, women I, I can't think live with them. I think it's blah, in my. Blah, blah. I think it's in my. I think it's my one, two, and three. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then my father died. Uh, I think it's number four. I can get that. Yeah. Uh, Larry, what about you? Saddest, saddest moment that you drank alone in a dive bar, and that's where you needed to be. Um, saddest moment, uh, you know, probably, uh, probably when I got, uh, when I got, uh, we used to, we, all three of us, uh, we used to work at a bar in Dublin called Flanagan's, which is still there. And, um, we, I got fired from Flanagan's. Why? Uh, we because, all did. yeah. Why? We, well, my, um, well. my brother used to work there and, uh, I Cut was. Cut to the chase. Why? Got, Why'd it, you get fired? What'd gave, you do? Gave away a free beer. One free beer. Yep. That's why I got fired. Yep. Oh yep. my God! Seriously, the heave, the heave Seriously, hole. yes. Yep. Was the same yeah. reason? Yes. Yeah, One, One free beer. One free beer. Mine was a cocktail. But One free cocktail. I, I proved myself why innocent. I gave away a CC and seven. He said he saw me give away a seven and seven, and I said, check the tape, and there was, sure enough, there was a Canadian club on my personal tab. Check the tape. Yeah, you had a okay. personal tab back then. Yeah, and they found a reason. He was systematically getting rid of all the original folks. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's we're the talking beauty about of it. dive bars, Dean. We've, we've spent are, a couple hours in these places. I know there's a flood yeah. of memories, you know, and it seems it's interesting when I say saddest that, that you know you associate your uncle and you associated a, a, a passing as well. And we touched upon the broken hearts. There was one time, and I wish you could have been with us, my friend, because you would have been part of a legendary. I've told this story in a I podcast. I can't believe before. I didn't bring it up. Oh, they don't have to because I brought it up in a previous podcast. So <laughs> I'll do the abbreviated version. But when Frank Sinatra passed away, yep. and then we used to hang out at the Blue Daniel because our friend Sean Dickerson worked at God the Blue Daniel. God rest his soul. One of the reasons we've been in dive bars uh, and at my house with the passing of Shawnee. But when Frank Sinatra died, we had a a, a standing procedure. We meet at the Dube, and uh, we did not know that he had passed away. When he did, because we were watching the season finale, the series finale, I should say, of Seinfeld at my house. Mm-hmm. And that started a party that continued to continue. I came to work the next morning, found out Sinatra died, called these guys, said, Dube, as soon as I get off of work, that was a Friday. And that was a drink fest that continued from Friday at about 11 and wrapped up sometime around Sunday, Sunday before it was all said and done. Well, you know, and it's off topic, but, you know, Frank and, and the... The pack in general it was you know pretty near and dear to all our hearts mm-hmm. in those years in particular. Yeah, and yeah. His his passing was a, a very big deal for us. It was a big Absolutely. deal for me. Oh, you mm. made the call, and I mean, it was like you know Thundercats. It's a big oh, deal for we me. I there, started listening to you know, Sinatra when I was in high school, and I would go across the river to West Virginia mm-hmm. to drink at at a not appropriate age and play Sinatra in that jukebox. Let's play one little game real quick. Let's go round robin. Let's right. do. Uh, we're li- we're broadcasting from Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Di- let's just play dive bar roulette. Start naming dive oh bars goodness. in Columbus, Ohio. Only until- Columbus. Only Columbus until mm-hmm. we stop. Larry, go. Uh, Naughty Pine. Mikey. Well, we got to throw out Mike's. Get that out of the way. David. Char bar. 
Rafters. Johnny's on Glen. Uh, Short North Tavern. Jay's Sports Lounge on Sullivan Avenue. <laughs> Bob's. Ruckmore. Got to give a shout out to Zooey's, my, my mm-hmm. home of my dark league. Good one. Uh, Polly's. Lincoln Tavern on Sinclair. Ooh. St. James on, uh, is, it, uh, yeah. is that fourth? Yes, it is. St. James Tavern. Silent Woman. Is mm-hmm. that still there? East Side. Uh-huh. Can't leave out the bar at the Dube. Mm. Indian Oaks. Oh, good one. Mm-hmm. Did we say Bob's Bar? We did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Wait, hold on. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, what's that place by on Sinclair by my house? Is it the Hotspot? Tell me. Uh, hotspot. Hotspot. Nice. Uh, Mulligans on Smoky Row. Monkey's Uncle. Back to me. The filling station. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, there's another Johnny's on Trebu, home of the Super it Burger, is. out by uh, Raymond Memorial Golf <laughs> Course. Hurry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that counts? Yeah, that counts. Yes, that counts. All right, yes. here's a good follow on. Uh, rafters? I mentioned Rafters early. Yeah, yeah. I did, yeah, right did. out of the yeah. gate. I heard it. Yeah, oh, who's going to lose? Go to the tape. Oh. All right. <laughs> Does our bar still count? Or our no? bar counts. Okay. Quickly, there's a time limit. Which I've just now decided. <laughs> I lost. You lost? Oh, come oh, on, baby. Come on, oh, Mulligans. I already said Mulligans. You did not say Mulligans. Yes, I did. I thought I heard Mulligans. You said uh, uh, Filling Station. Did you say Mulligans? Uh, coaches on Bethel. Oh, that's, good. Oh, coaches. that's Dean's home bar. That I was going to mention. I, see, I, but I don't think coaches is a dive bar. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, I don't think it is either. I don't think coaches is a dive bar. I really don't either. No. That's good. That was a pretty good round robin, boys. Oh, uh, the library. Game over. Yeah. Game over. Library is a good one. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank Larry Powell and Mikey Laurie. And Dave, what's your last name? Isol. Dave Isel, who who popped in as well, uh, we seldom. Normally, it's just me and someone else. So we did uh, finish the bottle of Four Roses Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, uh, one of those great whiskeys that's under fifty bucks that has been restored to its original status. That's going to be your everyday whiskey, Greg. Yeah, Thank Greg Hansberry. Yeah. Thank you to Japan and and right. Kieran. And I need to say a couple of things. That whiskey business is a never the luck production recorded in cooperation with the Columbus Radio Group. All opinions are those of me, your host, and my reluctant guests, and are never meant to offend, only to entertain. And so, my friends, until the next bottle. See ya. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.